Today we are in the first Sunday of Lent, which, you know, like we had our Ash Wednesday service this past week and it was a, you know, it's just a downer, like, come on, like, oh, we feel like we have been in the desert for a year, like, just 40 more days in the desert, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm good, I'm <laughs> good, we're ready to be out of this desert of life, right? But in this, I think, I think maybe we can begin to, I think we need to talk about Lent this year in different ways than we have talked about it in the past. Because I think in the past we come to Lent and it is this, this moment of sort of reorienting and, and recentering ourselves and giving up in self-denial and in, 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 in sort of tweaking our hearts in order to be ready for Easter. I think this year, Lent needs to be a little bit different. Lent for me, at least I'm thinking of it, is not about like, I need to give something else up or I need to deny myself or, or I need to sort of like, I think that Lent for me this year is about preparing my heart for what is to come. Preparing myself, getting myself ready for the newness that is going to emerge the new sort of life. And I think this really fits in to the sort of wilderness themes because that is what wilderness is. It is a time of preparation for what is to come. So our text this morning is from Mark. I mean, this is the classic Lent text. It is Mark 1, and it says this. At the time Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee, it was time he was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And the voice came from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and the angels attended to him. After John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of God for us and all the people of God. So you hear this this season of change, this season of Jesus preparing Jesus' self for this newness of life, the kingdom of God, this embracing of what God is doing in a new season, in a new way, in a new, really a whole new reality for the world and for people. And I think so so, so for, for Jesus was preparing himself, and this was a hard season, but it was it was a it was getting ready for something truly remarkable. So I think here in this time that maybe we need to take on this sort of space, that in the heart space, that we need to be preparing ourselves for the goodness that is up ahead. Now that's hard to kind of reconcile in our brains because we have been in this place for a while. And I think the first thing that, at least in my thinking, that we need to do is to be honest with the state that we are in. We oftentimes, as we interact with one another, it's like, how you doing? I'm good, right? (laughs) Baloney. (laughs) None of us are good, right? I think like we have, some of us have adjusted to this space, to this reality, but I don't believe that, honestly, many of us are, quote, good. 
I think we are all carrying around a grief, a brokenness, shatteredness of dreams, this difficulty of journeying through this swampland of pandemic where we have watched our friends lose their lives, our friends lose family members, where we have watched people lose their jobs, where we have lost our jobs, where, where nothing makes sense anymore, where we, are, we went through seasons of being locked in, ho- in homes by ourselves, locked in homes with our partners, locked in homes with our children. We have gone through these things. And it has taken, I believe, a, t- a, a, a toll on us. It has taken a toll on us. And we are strong American people. And we are taught from the beginning to not show weakness, right? Don't show weakness. Don't show tears. Just suck it up. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and make it work. But I think if we went into the recesses of our heart, all of us, all of us are broken in some way. That this season has broken us. Some of us in our relationships have been put together in a situation and some of us have thrived, right? Some of us have loved this relationally to be with the people and some of us have not. And some of this, some of us are now with broken relationships. But yet we don't want to say that out loud, do we? We don't want anybody to know that because that's shame in that. There is pain in that. What will people think? What will people say? Will people still respect me? If, but I think in this season, we, we got to back up. And we got to give people space to say things have changed. Right? I mean, none of us are getting out of this year. Whenever it is, summer or fall, whenever things, you, you know, like none of us are escaping this season without some real change. This has changed us fundamentally as people, as a society. We are going to forever now, at least in the next generation, we are going to do work differently. We are going to do school differently. We are going to do church differently. We are going to do so many things about our lives differently. This has taken 10 years. Like all this was going to happen, right? All these things were going to happen. But it was probably like 10 years that this, this, this tra- trajectory was on. And it's taken 10 years and it's pushed us down into one. Here we go. We're going to make this dramatic, incredible change in one year. And it speaks to our resilience that we can do that. But this also has cost to it. This also has challenged us to our roots and shaken many of us like many of us are not okay we're struggling with our with our mental health with our emotional health with our relational health and that's y'all i just want to say this it's okay it's okay This has been one of the biggest changes, one of the most difficult things that our society has gone through since World War II. Like this is that sort of level. It is like we have gone through a war in the last year. 
and it has shaken and stirred everything about us, how we interact with each other, our relationships. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean, I come out here and I put on a big face and I'm like, yeah, I'm, good. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good. Y'all, I mean, I'm broke. I'm broke inside. Relationships are broken with myself, with others. Like, like, like my, what am I doing? I don't know even who I am anymore. I'm going to have to put all that back together again. But I believe that, that like, what, so I think what we have to recognize is, like, I'll speak for myself. 2021, Jason, is not going to be like 2019, Jason, right? Like, we have, this, this has changed me. And it has probably changed you. You, the 2021, summer 2021 version of you, is not going to be the 2019 summer version of you, right? And I'm not talking about how you look in a bathing suit or like whatever that, your beach body. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your emotional selves, the way that you interact with the world. And I think the great mistake would be to try to pretend that we're going to go back to the way that everything was in 2019. I think that's a mistake, and I think that's going to cause a great amount of suffering for you. If you just come out of this, if we come out of this in the summer, in the fall, and we're like, great, we're going to go back to normal. There's no normal, y'all. Normal has been destroyed. It is gone. It will take years and years for us to establish whatever the new normal is. So I think we need the space. Like, here's what I'm saying. We need, all need the space to be different in 2021 we need the space to have gone through something you know people when they go away for a little bit and they go through a really hard time and you don't see them for a couple years and then you see them again and you're like wow you've changed wow look at that maybe sometimes for the better maybe sometimes not but like we recognize when people go through something hard it changes them and I think we need to give each other that sort of space here in the next couple months to say This has been one of the most terrible things that we've ever gone through. And we're all carrying around grief and the heaviness and the burdens of loss and pain and struggle. And some of us have been holding it all together and holding our families and our friends together for so long that we are so deeply tired and we just want to collapse. I think we need to give each other the permission to say, it's okay. However you've changed, it's okay. Whatever in your life has changed, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, we talk about, sometimes we talk about um, butterflies, right? And butterfly, little caterpillars, they go into their cocoons and they wrap themselves up. And, they, and then inside, you know, what happens inside? Well, I don't know. They just emerge a couple months later. I don't know how long that process is. It's, and they emerge as butterflies, these beautiful butterflies. But something that was brought to my attention, and you probably heard this too, of like when they're in that cocoon, they don't just grow wings. That's not how it works. Actually, I don't know how it works either. I just, I just read about this somewhere. I'm not a scientist. But actually, when they get into the cocoon, they literally turn into goo. <laughs> Did you know this? Like, they turn into a mushy goo. Like, they dissolve, basically. The caterpillar dissolves. The caterpillar just doesn't grow wings. 
The caterpillar dissolves into a goo, and then that goo reforms itself. I don't know how nature does this. Amazing. And so, but they, then they turn into a butterfly. They are fundamentally different from when they went into that cocoon. They're different. They, it's not just they grew wings. It's not that they just changed a little bit. They literally turned into goo and then redeveloped into a whole new thing. I think that's what this is for us. I think, I, think I just put words to your experience, didn't you? Didn't I? Like, yes, pastor, I have been a goo. That's my life. I have been, I have become a goo. But there is hope, y'all. The hope is, right? That yes, you may have turned into a goo, but you are going to emerge as something different. You're going to emerge as something different with wings to fly for a new day that is ahead of us. And so we may be different. You may be different. Your relationships may be different. Your work may be different. Your career may be different. Many things may be different. You may have the same relationships, great, but maybe they have changed. And so you have to renegotiate and reevaluate and refigure out eight, refigure out at rate how to ne- how to do that relationship because it's fundamentally changed. Like I think if we get out of this in the summer 2021 and we just like, well, let's go back to normal, everything's fine. It's not going to be fine. We will, that will catch up to us. I think we need to be honest about where we are. I think we need to be honest about how we've changed. I think we need to be honest and, and also to love people enough to give them the space to say, I get it. This has been awful. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to support you. I give you the space and the permission to be the person that now you feel like you need to be and do the thing that you need to do for you and I give you the space and I'm still going to be right here and I'm going to love you and embrace you and hold you just like I did before. So you go be your butterfly. You go be your butterfly and I'm going to be here still no matter what. I think I'm reminded, the second, the second, um, the second scripture today in the lectionary was Genesis. And like, how does this fit in? But it fits in. And it comes from the story of Noah and the flood. And it says this, and this is after the flood. And, and God, is, the, the, the rain has gone away. And now Noah is coming out of the ship. Kind of like our life, right? The rain is going away. And here we are. And then God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will all the waters become a flood and to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind of the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. This was a delineation, a marker to say life was like that before. There's a rainbow to remind you that life will be different moving forward. The wilderness is this place to say, I was different. I was one thing when I went into this place. 
I'm going through this 40 days and I will be something else coming out of it. Because the way life was before is going to be the, different from the way life is after. My, my mind and my ideas and the ways that I interacted before are going to be different from the ways it is after. Jesus went into the wilderness thinking one thing. And then in this space, he became something else. I mean, not fundamentally, but his ideas, he was prepared. And then he went out and proclaimed the kingdom of God. This new life is birthing. Heaven is crashing into earth through this person of Jesus and everything is fundamentally different on this side of it. So how do we use this wilderness? I think we do it by preparing ourselves for the rainbow season of life, for the kingdom of God season of life. Life was one thing up for for most of our lives up into 2020. Our lives were one thing. We have gone through this season but now we will be something else coming out of it. So let's use this season of Lent to get ready for that. To be intentional about it. To prepare our hearts for it. Because to me, I think like this is, this is so beautiful in the sense of like it feels kind of like at Easter in April. That may be kind of a marker for spring, for a new sort of emerging of our lives. The, the cocoon is beginning to break and we are beginning to emerge out of it. So let's get ready. Let's use this season to get ready, to be honest with ourselves about who we are, how this has changed us, how, what sort of way we need to walk moving forward. I think, I think one of the things for me is to realize that we fundamentally are disconnected. We live disconnected lives from ourselves, from each other, from creation, We spent so much of our lives before this. We go, 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 run, run, run. Try to, what we do is we sort of obsess. I think think there's three ways that we disconnect that aren't good, that aren't healthy. And that in this season, maybe we need to intentionally try to reconnect. So the first way that we disconnect is through obsession. And what I mean by obsession is like our thoughts right? We obsessively think either about the future or about the past. We think about what we need to do. Like, that's me. Like, I'm a future-oriented thinker. I think all about the future. I honestly, honestly, I can barely even remember what I did in the past because all I'm thinking about is the future. Like, that, it's not healthy. I'm not, this is not an endorsement. It's not healthy. I obsess over the future. But what I'm doing when I obsess over the future is I'm not living in the moment of right here that's before me. I'm all living in the future. And right here before me are, I mean, the things that, I, the things that all of us love the most are not in the future, and they're not in the past, are they? They're right here in front of us, right here. The experiences that we need that are going to form us are right here before us. The people that we love the most are right here before us. The things that bring us life are right here before us. Some of us spend so much time living in the past in regret and shame and pain. Like that's, it's, not, it's not good. It's not bringing you life. You can't change it. You can't change the future. All you can change is right here. Right? What is before you. So we obsess over these, these, we get into these obsessive thought patterns. And so when we are obsessively thinking about the future or the past, we are disconnected from the moment. And we are disconnected from those people that are around us. 
Like this is, this, I'm preaching to me right now. This is, this is to me. Maybe y'all don't experience this, but this is to me. The second way that we disconnect is through judgment. Now judgment in this idea is looking at something or someone and saying something's not right here. We do this all the time, judgment. Like, ooh, they're not good enough. Oh, this situation is not good enough. Oh, there's some deficiency in that person. Oh, I don't agree with them, so therefore, they're bad. So we, we make judgments all the time in life, don't we? These judgments, but all they do is harm each other and harm ourselves. This is why Jesus says, don't judge. Don't judge the world. Don't judge each other. You're enough. You're good. You're beautiful. You're strong. You are as you need to be right now. So let's not make judgments of each other to say they're not enough or they're deficient or they're wrong or they need to do this or they need to do that. Or judgments about ourselves because all of us are enough. You know, when we can make a judgment on something and we become disconnected from that other person, when we say that that other person is deficient in some way or that other group of people is deficient in some way, when we become disconnected from them, we can harm them. That gives our brain permission to harm them. And so that's what we do, isn't it? We say, ah, that group of people is bad. And now we have the permission mentally and emotionally to do something bad to them, to hurt them in some way. This is the real consequence of judgment. Third, distraction. We avoid, so we obsess, we judge, and then we distract ourselves, right? We distract ourselves from this moment that we are living in through, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we distract ourselves at all. Can you hold on a minute? I need to deal with this. (laughs) Y'all are good right now. I mean, I don't know how we distract ourselves, right? We distract ourselves all the time with entertainment, with information, with with work, with uh, all the time. We're distracting ourselves from the moment that we are currently right now living in. We, we also are going at a, we were going incredibly fast, right? We speed up when we distract ourselves. We speed up when we go faster and faster and faster and faster. And we move faster and we do things faster. Like again, this is me. And so like, but somebody said the other day, they said, I heard this on this podcast of like, well, what are we going so fast towards? Like, what are we speeding up towards? Why, why are you speeding up towards death? That's what waits you at the end. Why are you trying to get there so fast? Like, oh gosh, you put it that way, that sounds bad. I don't want to speed up towards that. Maybe I need to slow down. <laughs> slow down. This story I heard in this podcast, this woman was sitting and watching TV and, and, and said to her husband or her partner who was sitting there as well doing something, and she said, you know, if I ever turn into a vegetable, just pull the plug. And he got up, walked over to the TV, and unplugged it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not what she meant, but <laughs> maybe it is, right? Maybe we are in some ways vegetables just trying to distract ourselves. But the only way to really engage life is to engage life. And sometimes life is painful and hard. But if we don't engage it, that pain and difficulty won't go away. It would just get worse. And to engage it, 
So I think we move from obsession, judgment, to distraction, to being present in our moments through prayer and meditation, through really being aware of what's going on. We move from judgment to this mindset of abundance, to this mindset of enoughness, of seeing each other as enough, of seeing ourselves as enough. We move from distraction to being connected with each other, of paying attention to each other, to what he, like our emotions, to our feelings, to our ups and downs, of so paying attention to those people around us. I think, like for me, like that's that's sort of a healthy way into this newness that I could get out of in this newness of life, this new 2021, this other side of the world. This we're getting off the boat and there's a rainbow in the sky. What is that going to look like? Maybe it needs to look not like obsession, judgment, and distraction, but it needs to look like being present, being enough, being aware of right here, of the people that really matter, of the things that are really important. That is what's ahead of us, y'all. And I think in this season of Lent, let's use it as this place of heart transformation We're goo, yes, we are goo inside of a cocoon, but we are going to emerge different. And as we do, let's emerge differently, right? Let's take this moment to say we're in this wilderness and we're going to prepare our hearts intentionally to be different, to do life differently, to interact differently, to love better, to see abundance, to be enough, to help others to be enough, to embrace love in a new way, to let go of some of the things that were destroying us. And like those things can't, they don't need to come. Everything doesn't need to come with us on the other side of the rainbow, so to speak, on the other side of the wilderness. Some things need to be left behind. Let's leave some of those things behind for you today. What do you need to leave behind outside of wilderness? Those things need to just fall off in the next 40 days for you. How have you been living in obsession and judgment and distraction? And how can you use the next 40 days to embrace abundance and enoughness and awareness and presentness? How do you need permission to be different? And how do you need to give other people around you permission to be different? How do you need to give people around you the space to say, it's okay. We've been through something. And it's okay to emerge differently than you went in. I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to bless you and I'm still going to be here for you. So you go be your butterfly. You go fly where you need to fly. Let's be different when we come out of this. We embark now upon Lent, the season of transformation. On the other side of this is a rainbow to say everything is going to be different. We're moving into a different world, a different future. A different us, a 2021 version of us that's different than the 2019 version of us. Let's use that for the good. Let's use that for the beautiful. Let's embrace it with a newness and a vigor and a love that changes us and changes those around us.
Let's go through that, friends. Let's do this next 40 days with love and grace and space, knowing that there's a rainbow up ahead and there's goodness that awaits us. We can do it. Let's pray together as we prepare our hearts for communion. Lord God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for the reminder of the season of Lent. We pray that you would birth a rainbow in the sky, that you would bring goodness and life to us, that you would help us to leave our obsession and judgment and distraction and embrace a life of being aware and being present and living in the space that you put us into. Lord, we pray for our friends, all those around us. We pray that we could be a genuine friend, a love, a support, a grace to them as they change into the people that they need to be. God, we know that you are good and that you are bringing good into our lives. So help us to emerge from this cocoon that we've been in, this goose state that we have been living in. Help us to have wings. Help us to fly. And help us to do that for love and with love for all people everywhere and for ourselves too. God, go with us, we pray, through this season of wilderness. And as we emerge, go with us, we pray, into the new life, the new way of doing life that awaits us on the other side. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.